We can practically count the number of cities in the Midwest on two hands, but are unsure when the rural towns start and stop. And with the tradition of slow-paced living, this region of the U.S. is often behind months, if not years, on trends. Whether it's the clothes we wear, the food we eat, the way we date, or how we spend our free time, we're here to dive into it all. Welcome to Hopefully, the podcast where three lifelong best friends sit down and catch up on each other's lives while also dishing on the latest trends in fashion, beauty, skincare, lifestyle, fitness, food, my favorite, travel, and more. We'll share our biggest dreams and darkest secrets, how we've overcome our fears and found confidence, our tips and tricks and trials and errors, and real life relatable stories. We want to help you feel confident in your own skin. To inspire you. We want you to lead a happier, healthier, easier, and more confident life. And hopefully, you do too. Get it? Straight to the point. A little sassy, but always real. Welcome to Hopefully. Welcome to Hopefully. Welcome to Hopefully. Episode 5. For real. <laughs> For real this time. <laughs> we are so sorry about the delay. Um, you know, we're learning still. Growing. <laughs> It's a process. It is a process. But on that note, should we dive in? Yeah, I think so. So the reason we wanted to record around Valentine's Day was because we wanted to do an episode about relationships. And today we have some questions that we can all answer and talk to, but also some stuff that are more individualized. So the first one on the list is about non-negotiables, which Kayla, you brought up at one point. Everybody should, if they don't, have non-negotiables when it comes to pretty much anything in your life, but specifically relationships. Yes. Do one of you guys want to go first? Tell us what your non-negotiables are. All right. So number one, non-negotiable, family first. I Mm -hmm. think this is a, a very important thing to me specifically, even if they don't come from a big family, I hope that they have it in them to want to put family as a priority. And then number two, I would say goals and ambitions. I think both of you could agree that as a ambitious person or goal oriented person, it's more fun to be with someone else who has goals as well. I think I had mentioned to you guys before, but I was listening to a podcast by Hal Elrod and he talks or he was interviewing someone who works on relationship goals, which I thought was really cool. Basically what they do is he's known to help people individually, like a life coach in a way, but he had couples coming separately. And so then he decided, oh, wouldn't it be cool to make a couple, couples retreat where they work on their future life goals together. And when you have a goal in front of you, it's easier to make something happen. If anyone's interested in that, I think it's a really cool thing. And then number three, adventurous. As you both know, I get bored pretty easily, but (laughs) in an adventure way, I would say I want to be with someone not necessarily like doing crazy things. Um, I think there's more to adventure than just what people make it seem out to be, but trying, trying new things, whether it's in food or drinks or just anything you know it's it's fun to be around people who have a little bit of a a side that that wants to to see new things and try new things and be new things you know right so there's my there's my three non-negotiables those are good ones I love them and they're so you 
especially adventurous. Like it, you are a multi-hyphenate to the core, not only when it comes to work, but life and having someone that can do that with you, I think is spot on. Yeah. So that's, that's mine. Who wants to go next? Well, I can go. Yeah. Go Brie. Okay. So my first non-negotiable is definitely communication. My number one love language, the number one way I like to receive love is words of affirmation. So that kind of rolls into all facets of my life. I want to be over-communicated with. I always over-communicate truly about anything. I think, you know, not communicating can create a lot of problems and misunderstandings that probably don't need to exist within any type of relationship. So that is always and always has been my number one. Number two for me is honesty. I, you know, all three of us are people who can be brutally honest. I'm trying to work on my delivery when it comes to honesty sometimes. (laughs) You and me both. But (laughs) I would rather hear the truth even if someone thinks it's going to hurt me and that's how I operate as well. There is never a case where I believe you should be lying to or lied to by your partner. So that's really big for me. And my last one is a little spicy. And honestly, <laughs> I, I didn't realize this non-negotiable until probably about a year ago. But if I do not connect with someone romantically or intimately, it isn't going to work. So number three, my non-negotiable is intimacy. There has to be that type of connection for me for a relationship to work. And some people, you know, might not need that. But for me, it's like super important. So I'm sure it's Pisces. Yeah. (laughs) For the most part, I'm a Pisces. Well, I am. So that's funny because my big three. So I don't know if anybody knows what the big three are, but it's your moon, your sun and your rising. And like your moon and sun are like who you are. There's You can look it up in your emotions. But then your rising is who you present, present yourself as. And I'm a Pisces moon, a Pisces, Pisces sun, and a Gemini rising, which is like the most accurate way to describe my personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So very loving and that's important to me. So. Um, All right. All right, well, Kayla. my three, feeding off of you guys with your non-negotiables, which I think I can relate to as well. Um, my non-negotiables, my first one is loyalty, which is huge to me, whether it's a relationship or friendship. So just like a strong feeling of being supported, like me supporting him and him supporting me. Um, that is a huge non-negotiable for me. And then I think my next ones would be going off of what Ash said as well, like goal-oriented, being determined, um, you know, finding what you're passionate about and chasing it and building off one another to chase each other's goals and then chase a goal together. And then my last one would be commitment because as a partner, you don't have to put each other on a pedestal, but you should be genuinely committed um, to making your relationship work. And I think commitment issues are extremely common in relationships, especially nowadays. Um, So in order to be devoted to one another, I mean, going back to what you guys talk about, like the communication, being on the same page with different things, 
loyalty falls into it too. Those would be my three things that make up my relationship now and any other relationship as far as friendship goes as well. (laughs) Those are such valid points, but I also think that a lot of people are scared of, they know that they want to walk into a relationship that has commitment, but how do you know? Like what, what has Corey shown you in the past? I mean, obviously you guys are engaged and getting married, but what is it that like you look at him and you're like, I know he's truly a committed guy. God, there's (laughs) so many things in our relationship that we have done with each other or he has done for me that's made me realize like this is a lasting commitment. But honestly, the best things he's done for me are to be brutally honest in our relationship. Mm -hmm. So a perfect example of that is right before he went into med school, we had been dating for three years already and we were moving back from Tucson and he sat me down and said, like, I know I want to be with you for the rest of my life. This is the journey that I am on and want to continue with you, but you need to be aware of what you're about to say yes to moving back with me to Des Moines. And he had that hard conversation with me where it was putting it into perspective what the next, you know, four to eight years of our life were going to be like, but specifically the next two before he took a certain test. And he flat out told me, I am committed to you. I will make this work, but I want to make sure you are as committed to me and you are okay with this. I was just going to say that's just such an invaluable piece of a relationship, of a successful relationship and just being super honest. Like so many people are so scared of hurting feelings and just saying like, oh, I don't need to talk about it. We'll just get, we'll figure it out. We'll get through it. And it's like, no, that's not that's not how it should be. You should just lay it all out there before you get yourself in the mess. And you guys have experienced your rough patches through medical school. Right. But but like when those things happen, you come back to square one where you're like, we committed to doing this together. We knew it was not going to be easy. I just like, I look up to your relationship so much in that way that you are mm-hmm. just so open and honest and you try really hard, even when it's hard to try. Mm-hmm. Thanks. You're welcome. Makes me feel good. <laughs> Fun fact, Corey and I used to hate each other. <laughs> yes. Now we love each other. <laughs> it's it was a long couple of years. Mm-hmm. I knew they would come together as one, though. I feel like that's a good part to move into our next question on how learning to love yourself and just like finding yourself has helped evolve your relationship and figure out what you really need in the person you want to be with. So Kayla, why don't you start since you you know best here? I don't know best. I know best Relationship expert. <laughs> Not at all. Right. Oh my God. But you're the one who's kind of found someone you, you're truly ready to be with, obviously. You're yeah, the one so- of us. You are the one of us in a relationship. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay, guys. My answer to this is going to vary probably to most people and definitely to you too. So when it goes to finding myself and how that evolved my relationship or helped me figure out what I wanted in a partner, helped me love them more. I, Corey and I have been together for five years. So when it comes to finding myself and evolving, I have done that while being in a relationship and it has been very gratifying And the way I think we were able to, Corey and I were able to both do that is 
both being independent while being dependent on each other at certain points of time. We've both given each other the space to allow one another to grow, um, whether that's in a career or emotionally. And then we've always came together and make sure that where we're growing, our relationship is also growing to that level as well. Within that, we've learned together what we need from one another in order to love them more or to fulfill them more or to fulfill our careers and ourselves more. I have learned to love myself while loving Corey, and that doesn't come easy, but that's not how it is for everybody, and it's our path, and I have, honestly, I couldn't imagine any any other way. I think the independence while in a serious relationship is so important. Just from my past experiences and observing some other relationships, like it's so easy, especially when you spend every single day or lots of your days with somebody, to become heavily dependent on each other for everything. That's not to say you can't depend on each other for some stuff, but a lot of relationships, you know, have a hard time navigating individuality because they self-identify exclusively with that other person and I think again you and Corey have done a really good job of like being able to be independent and taking your girls trips and having dedicated friend time and Corey having dedicated friend time even outside of medical school and you being okay with that when like you get limited time with him I think it's so important and is so undervalued in a lot of relationships I specifically need alone time. It's a necessity for me. (laughs) It's the only child in me. And I've lost myself in relationships before and it's something I'm not willing to do again. And so Mm -hmm. I definitely think coming out of my last long-term relationship, I was forced to kind of start from scratch at the age of 26, learning how to love myself. And I even think back to my first relationship with a girl and I was... 20, 21, 22, and really young and super emotional, bordering on the line of crazy. But <laughs> I remember Juan Fatal's had a lot to do with that. Okay, yeah. It was <laughs> definitely, I was just like, I was bouncing off the walls, losing my mind. Different person, that's for sure. But the person I was dating at the time said something to me during probably the last couple months of our relationship that at the time I was annoyed by, but now I hear it in my head and I've said it to others and I it just resonates so closely with me. And she said to me, I cannot fully love you until you love yourself and you cannot fully love other people until you love yourself. After losing myself in a relationship, I lost everything. I had lost my passion for my career. I had lost my creative drive. I wasn't like loving myself and truly taking care of myself. And once I started doing that and filling my cup first, Mm -hmm. then I'm able to fill into other people's cups. And I just have more love to give when I take the time to take care of myself. So yeah, it's obviously very different, but it came with your experience too. Like who knows where you would be if you didn't experience these different relationships and for sure um, learn those little things that you know, I mean, I think that also comes with age, obviously, but your, For sure. your timeline of relationships versus Kayla's versus mine 
is obviously very different. And you've, you've experienced yeah, they're all things so in a little bit of a different way. And another way, we're all extremely independent and like grown people. So mm-hmm. our paths just went down a totally different, I don't know, timeline of events in a way. But, but we all found ourselves and like found to love ourselves around the same time. Yeah. A a lot about finding yourself comes with the experiences you have along the way. And for Brianna, I feel like you've experienced, you know what kind of relationship you want to be in. Kayla, you're obviously in one and it's super healthy, even though there are hardships. For me, I feel like I'm so independent alone and that's all I really know that I don't, I know what I want. I feel very confident that I could jump into a relationship and still be very independent. But that doesn't say I couldn't lose myself again. Right. right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And love can be so blinding. I Yes. And I don't – it sounds so negative to say that, but and I don't mean it necessarily in a negative connotation, but I am now tainted to the fact that I can't – it's really hard for me to love somebody. It's hard for me to put my walls down – so I'm set. I'm going to be independent forever. But I've been there where it's like <laughs> lost myself, found myself, fell in love, lost myself, found myself. And now I'm like, I refuse to do that again. I'm not doing yeah. that again. Yeah. <laughs> no, no I, that's effing way. Yeah. But it's very easy to lose yourself. Yes. It, I mean, even when even the strongest individual, when you are wrapped up in that romance and you know, it's the beginning stages of a relationship. It is so easy to lose yourself in that and just focus on that. And to that point, I think even just going back to 2020 in the year that it was one of the best things that I, well, we did, but I did for myself was take advantage of every time we talked about getting together and doing it because it allowed us to focus on ourselves and focus on our dreams. So even just like a five-minute conversation with one of you, being brutally honest, helps you get out of that a little bit. That's yeah. So true. It was the year, though, of just like whenever any of us had the chance to be together, we took it. I don't know. I'm just like so adamant that, yes, I will find somebody, <laughs> but these relationships are going to be with me forever no matter what. So I'm going to continue yeah. to pour into my friendship relationships and – spend time with my friends until I'm ready to let my guard down until I'm ready to like potentially fall in love and lose myself Mm -hmm. again I don't know Mm -hmm. it's love's weird love is weird I'm so awkward about this stuff sometimes I'm I have a really high guard up and that comes with the fact that I have been burned in the past um and not just by people I've been in relationships with like friendships, uh, relationships with family members, people I never thought would leave leaving, especially during hard times. And I think about that, like, I came out my senior year of college. And while 90% of the people I know and love were okay, and super supportive and accepting, like there were still 10% of people I knew and love who weren't. And that, unfortunately, is just the reality of it. I'm lucky that majority, if not all, of those people have come around. I don't know. It's hard to trust people and let your guard down to people, even those with good intentions, even those people who could love you and 
wouldn't burn you. I just think I've been through so many scenarios in my almost 28 years that I I don't know. It's hard for me to trust people and let people in, which is I know it's a flaw. I know it's uh, something I'm constantly working on. Yes and no, but we've I was also just seen you. We've also seen you allow people in so quickly because you are a super loving person, like you mentioned, and you know you know what you want, and you when you see it, you take advantage of it, and you're like, this is it. But you're also like, I know myself. Don't push things too far, you know. Right. And, and right. you'll you'll settle down. You know what you want, and I think that's what it comes down to. You also have taken big risks and put yourself out there and you should be so proud of yourself. I mean, a lot of people struggle with it and you are like such a prime role model for just being yourself, you know? Right. And that's what I try to do all the time is like truly just be 100% who I am you know, one of my non-negotiables I mentioned is honesty. And one of the main reasons that I came out is because I was sick of lying. Once I had mm-hmm. a realization like, holy shit, like I'm having these suppressed memories come back up that I haven't thought of since for like 20 years. I've never really let myself feel this way. You guys, I can specifically remember times when I was like, in middle school looking at girls and thinking they were pretty and then saying the words to myself but you don't you don't like them you're not gay like what what why does a 13 year old say that to themselves and then I just erased that memory from my brain because I didn't I didn't know what it meant and so I was just sick of lying so now for the past like however many years it's been I just refuse to be anything but that I know it's scary to come out I've been there I know that the weight of that secret is so 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 heavy it makes you anxious over emotional you overanalyze everything you don't know if you can tell people if you can't tell people how people are going to react but like yeah my biggest advice to anybody if there's anyone out there listening to this like suppressing those feelings my biggest advice is to reach out to someone in the LGBTQ plus community, myself included. Like, I'm happy to listen and talk to you because with myself and other members of that community, you're safe. I've had people from our small hometown reach out to me before. Not that I've really met a lot of people who aren't welcoming. Actually, most people from our hometown that I interact with are extremely, extremely welcoming and totally. honestly just more curious than anything, which yeah, I don't mind exposure. answering questions about <laughs> yeah. that. But finding someone who's been through that, who could be there to support you if things do go bad. I just think like finding a outlet, somebody who's been through it, honestly, when it comes to any situation is right. the best avenue to go. It's going to be scary no matter what. Well, you well, you also learned specifically in this, those who love you are are really not, not going to leave you in a situation right. like this. And it doesn't need to be a situation, you know? Exactly. You can be whoever you want to be. So I didn't, I don't even know if I really asked you any questions aside if you thought I was attractive, but if you're on the receiving <laughs> end, don't be, don't be scared to ask them questions. Right. Like the first weekend my brother found out, him and Brianna stayed up until like all hours of the night and I don't even want to tell you what questions he asked her, but he just asked her any and all. And then the next morning at breakfast, as I was drinking my coffee, he's like, 
yeah, yeah. Brian is into girls. And I was like, no shit. Like, <laughs> we bonded. That, that truly solidified me and your brother's <laughs> bond. But I do think like communication is key for a friendship of that yeah. too. Like, don't be afraid to ask right, questions. Definitely. Okay, but so assuming we're not going to be the crazy single aunts forever, Ash, yeah. you said it yourself like we've all had very different journeys when it comes to relationships and you know navigating dating and being single how has being single in your 20s you know set you up to know what you want in a relationship and Mm -hmm. helped you become truly who you are yeah well I think there's a lot that has come with it to be honest because I am so I'm so confident right now in myself and that has a lot to do with a lot of being single, obviously. So Mm -hmm. I've been able to pick up and travel and have a really intense job and go out with my friends and do what I want to do at all times, which is awesome. I don't need that, but I really enjoy it for right now. And it's shaped me in so (laughs) many ways. And I think that that obviously comes from being single Granted, you can clearly do that with someone else. If you are in a relationship, obviously, Kayla, I know you and Corey are super adventurous yourselves, but I think that for me, I've been able to branch out into so many new things, meet so many new people, and living in the city, I've met a ton of people who have also shown me what I should and shouldn't want. And I've seen relationships do amazing and I've seen relationships fail. And I think that aside from wanting to be in a relationship, I also know that I could live the rest of my life okay without being in one. Um, not to say that I, I don't want that because that would be a lie. I, I know that I would like to be in a relationship at some point. And sometimes I get to the point right. where I'm like, all right, it would be fun to be in a relationship right now or I'm ready for that or whatever it is that I'm like, all right, I would like to have a partner. But then I get to another point and I'm like, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. I love my independence. (laughs) I love being single. I'm going to go, you know, do this this weekend. I don't have to worry about anyone. Being single has allowed me to live such a fun life for the past six years seven years, I'm 27 now, in my 20s, and set myself up for a, a very like set in stone positive future with someone. And I've been on the dating apps, I got right off of them. I don't think that they're for me. And okay. I can tell you straight up, like, I know exactly what I'm looking for. And I can nicely tell someone, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. And I feel like that has also come with my confidence and independence. So right. that is why I I feel like my single life has been so good to me. I love it. And honestly, I have learned to love being single. And that's what I said yeah. to you mm-hmm. recently. No forcing anything around here. No, exactly. So yeah, that's why I'm single, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla. Yes. How did you know that Corey was going to be the one forever. Was it the time when I said I was going to sleep in between you two and he <laughs> stormed off? Is that the time you're like, that's it's the sass for me? Yeah, that was it. That was the moment that I knew you guys were going to be best friends. <laughs> and it was a done deal. 
That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yep. Okay, sorry. I just had to remind him why we didn't like each other. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, I this question to me is kind of a loaded question because I think when I was younger, I always thought there was going to be some type of end all be all Hallmark movie moment for me. Honestly, our first official date when he pulled up to the apartment complex I lived in and he was leaning or he was out of his car leaning against the hood of it with his like sunglasses on. He actually dressed well for once. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, and <laughs> he had his hands in his pockets and I walked out and I don't even remember exactly what he said to me, but probably something cheesy. And then he opened the door for me and Literally in my mind at that moment, it was like all slow motion because I just kept thinking like, this is my movie moment. This is my Hallmark movie moment where like fireworks <laughs> are going to go off and then all these other great things are going to happen. And I texted my sister and I was like, yeah, I think I'm, I'll probably end up marrying Corey one day. But down the line, oh five years later, struggles and like, I mean, ups and downs and everything. I think what sums it up is just when you want to put all of your effort and time into somebody and you never want to give up on them because you know you know where you were where you're going to get back to and how much better it's going to be um and you don't care to look for anybody else because you are just complete in every aspect is how I knew that he was the one because I remember always asking people like how'd you know? Like, how'd you know dad was the one mom? Like you guys dated for nine years. Like obviously you stuck with him through that whole time or I asked my sister and Jason who'd been dating for six months. And I always just got like, you just know, and I hated that answer. Yeah. So I just dug deeper to figure out like, how did I know? Like I'm one of those people, if I, I don't give up easily, but when I know it's time, I do. And for some mm -hmm. reason, Corey just got me. Got me to never give up. No, I think that's oh my, so amazing. I know. I love that so much. When this comes out, I think everyone should should chime in on their relationships. Okay, what should we have people write in? Should we have them talk about their craziest date or their love story? <laughs> or both? I like, I like um, craziest date. All right, so we want you to email us your craziest date, and we will read them at the end of the next episode. We'll keep mm -hmm. it anonymous, but email us at hopefully at gmail.com. And that's it. Ta-da. That's it. All right. Bada bing, bada boom. Thanks for tuning in to episode five. Whether you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we would appreciate it if you would subscribe, follow, and like. So excited to have you join us for yet another episode. We have so much more information to share with you, so stay tuned.